This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. I'm joined today by Justin Davis, Scoop. Dan Stapleton, That's me. Greg Miller. Yeah. We've got a great show planned for you today. We're going to be talking about Gears of War. We'll talk about some <clears throat> PS4 rumors. But first, this gentleman right here wrote an article this it's week. It's rude to point. Wow. An article this All week right. called... Six of the biggest video game reversals. Mm. It's the number one article on IGN this week. What's a video game? Or something. Yeah. What's a video game reversal? Is that like in Street Fighter when you, someone tries to grab you, but then you like flip him over your yeah, shoulder like instead? Yeah. That's a throw. Okay. Uh, a parry? Yeah. Well, so it's like, like a combo breaker. We always like to write articles on IGN that like hit on conversations that people already have with themselves, and this is just something we've been talking about. When it started early, Greg, what's the biggest video game reversal? Well, Greg, let me tell you, get out of our head. Oh, <laughs> 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 head in the wall. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> Trying to drive a car. So that happened one day, and we were like, oh yeah, that'd be a good. Uh, if we get the conversation out of this, imagine if we had two people talking. <laughs> it came from uh, the SimCity thing, is what started right. earlier this month, where they announced that. SimCity was going to have, hey, fi- good news, guys. We're finally bringing an offline mode to SimCity. And we're like, wait, not only did they say that they weren't going to do that, but we wanted to look back at what the actual quotes were. And not only did they say you know, they weren't interested in doing that, they said it would be impossible. Mm-hmm. The game was made from the ground up with online in mind. It just simply wasn't going to be possible for an offline mode to come. And then now there's an offline mode. Because coming, of the fans. Coming soon. Coming the soon. fans drove it to happen. Sure, and that is a point. This article made a lot of people kind of mad, and that's something I do want to point out. <laughs> what? 
Wait, why are they mad? Like, it's just a, just a little article. Well, one of the people we called out got mad at Justin on Twitter. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Um, I did point out in the article that most of these reversals were poking fun at the, at the companies for, you know, being so adamant that this is never going to happen and then it happens. But most of this news is good news for gamers. It's a sign mm -hmm. that they listen to gamers and that they found a way, you know, to eventually give people what they wanted. And so... It is poking a little bit of fun at them, but it wasn't meant to be like a mean thing. It was just meant to be like, hey, look at their quote versus what the reality is now. Um, and most like, of these changes I, are going to make yeah. better games. Yeah, it's like I, I think it's kind of uplifting because you look at some of the stuff we don't like that comes out now, and like this this proves that we can convince these companies to reverse yeah. their decisions if we if like that things go wrong and and it, that didn't turn out to be what gamers yeah. want. It's a double-edged sword because it's stuff like I think Diablo Three is going to be a much better game without the real money auction house. Well, it, it, it already is on sure. console. And so Diablo so, 3 was the second reversal. Yeah, so Diablo 3, in. like their quotes are like, this is gonna make it a much better game. And then a year later, this might have been a bad idea. And then a few <laughs> months later, yeah, this was definitely a bad idea. <laughs> well, yeah, their quote was the real money auction house ultimately undermines Diablo's core gameplay, which is kill monsters to get cool loot. Yeah. Yep. Um, so when is that uh, is that out of the game now? Is that so uh, on the console it? version, it's, it was well, never yeah, in. It was never in. Uh, yeah. They're going to patch it out on the, on the PC version. Actually, I'm not sure if they already have. No, I, 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 I think don't think they have. In, I think it's the end of March. It's right. shutting down. I, I think that's like shortly before they're, they're launching the expansion on PC. Mm. And so I do think that this, it's a double-edged sword because they listen to gamers and mm. the result is a better game, but then you get weird stuff like Mass Effect where like maybe the fans were like a little bit too You didn't put loud. that in there. No, I, there was a few suggestions for ones we could have put in that I didn't, and that's one I just didn't think about. Mm. Um, <laughs> Didn't think about it. That's why the headline is just six of the biggest games. If you, if you pay a lot I of mean, like, it, it, I think to argue the case, right? Like compared to those, I think Mass Effect wasn't the, one of the biggest, right? right? Those are bigger reversals than Mass think Effect. So? Mass Effect was a pretty big deal, I thought. You're right. Mass Effect's the brouhaha about the ending was a big deal. What they changed wasn't. Mm. Here are some stills at the end, and Rex <laughs> went on to do this, and then in Vietnam, like no, it didn't matter. I, I forget with that one. Did they actually say no? We're not changing, and then and then change that? I forget if they if they're they basically like stopped said. threatening us to to, to yeah. die. Threatening <laughs> us to die. I mean, that's the thing. We really had to find examples where there were great quotes that they eventually went back on. Right. There were things that like, oh, we feel like they switched course on that, but we couldn't find like the one quote that they ended up eventually totally, you know, reversing yeah. on. But we do have one from Bioware. Yeah. For Star Wars: The Old Republic. That's one of my. That's a, that's a funny one too. I think that launched as a subscription with a, a subscription model. Mm -hmm. uh, they said at the time it, the game was too big and too rich to go free to play. Yep. But less than a year later, it did go free to play. There will never be a game this big and this full feature that will be free to play. Was their quote? Yeah. yeah and they, they did have some some grand plans there where they were going to trot out new content at a rate that that they felt they needed subscription dollars to pay for. Um, but it just didn't work out for them because they didn't have enough endgame content when they launched, so people burned through it and stopped subscribing. So they're like, oh crap, we don't have, we don't have the, the momentum we need to carry yeah. this forward. Throw the, the emergency free-to-play switch with it, which they must have had all along like, as a backup plan. Yeah, it's hard to know like, how many, whether they did. There must have been someone somewhere that drew up some free-to-play battle plan and had yep. some vision for like, how In it was In case of look. emergency break yeah, glass. Exactly. Yes. Um, and I do think that game, like almost every MMO that goes free-to-play, they revealed that it made two or three times more money you know, switching, switching to a freemium model. That yep. seems to be how it always goes. What's, what's going on with that game these days? Are people still playing that? Uh, I mean, it's still you know well played. I think that's um, the big new space battle. That's right, and I think we just showed some footage of that where they've got like actual free uh, space flight, and they, they had added in uh, you know kind of corridor space flight kind of that's kind of similar to mm -hmm. uh, the the old Rebel Assault games. But now uh, now you've got like free uh, free space flight where you can actually dogfight somebody. 
Now, one of the, the biggest one, maybe to me, was sort of uh, sandwiched in the middle here, and that's the, obviously Microsoft and the Xbox One. Yep. Right. Announcing their console, announcing their always online plan, no use games, and then reversing, um, what is it, 13 days later? Yeah, 13 was, days later. It was just, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just such a crazy, it's like the more distance we get from this, the bigger it feels to me, not smaller. Like, it's just wild that they spent all of E3 doubling down, doubling down, doubling down. It's going to be, like, this is our vision, and this is why it's important, and this is why it's impossible for us to change it. And Major Nelson took the mic away from Angry Joe and said, no, 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 here's why you can't just flip a switch and take out the DRM. And then they flipped the switch and took out the DRM. <laughs> I mean, for, for me, it feels like in situations like that, there's got to be like a, a really strong internal divide at these companies yeah. where there's a group that's, that's like really strongly in favor of it and, and they've won out you know, to the point where it's announced that they're going to do it this way and then, like, then the public reaction comes along and the, the group that was opposed to it it gets enough ammunition that it's like, oh, okay, we can we can reverse the reverse that. And when they do that, it they do take a big kind of black eye publicly because mm -hmm. they, they look uncertain. And anytime you're uncertain in your of your own product, there's you know potential for disaster. And uh, I do want to point out, I mean, there's a certain group of people that actually liked Microsoft's plans a lot. Yeah. Original plans for the sure. Xbox One, the family sharing seems super cool. A lot of that seems super cool. The general consensus is again, this is a flip flop that made for a more consumer friendly product is, That's true. I think most people yeah. probably feel right. that way. So I mean, the subtext here around all of this is the old adage, never say never. Right. That's the whole point. It's when yeah. you come out and you're like, this will never happen, and you're immediately shooting yourself in the foot. Right. And like, I, I, I won't say I'll never kiss Dan Stapleton. It might happen. <laughs> you don't, I'm you only don't, a man. You don't have any plans <laughs> to kiss Dan Stapleton. Yeah, but right. the right. Moment, now there's no papers drawn up for it. The moment yeah. you say you're never going to, yeah. that's when we catch you that, in that, a closet. That, well, that, I do it on camera. That's when the monetary... we're not required to let HR know. That's when the monetary incentives come in, and then we start to negotiate. But When the Greg Miller subscription plan drops, that's when I throw in the kiss to play. I think with the SimCity one, one of the things that I thought was kind of important about that was on that quote where it was like, no, it's impossible. That quote was on a response to a kind of Ask Lucy Bradshaw thing they did on Twitter. Lucy Bradshaw was the GM of Maxis at the time. No longer. General manager. Well, now she's a VP at EA. But... Um, so they they asked her, you know, is, is this possible? And she said, and she kind of off the cuff said, no, it's not possible. Uh, at, at the same day, she had given an interview where she had said, it's not possible without a, hu a huge right. amount of engineering work. But there are multiple quotes. Like right. they also said, like online is baked into the core from the beginning oh, yeah. of what we wanted this SimCity to be. And that, and that is true. But it, it's but saying yeah. that it's impossible was right. a definite screw up that she should not have said and probably did not intend to say. And it is, I but, mean, yeah, huge screw up. Now, one of these got you in some hot water with developer David Jaffe. <laughs> yeah. Industry darling David Jaffe. <laughs> yeah. I like David Jaffe, and we that's what like did make Jaffe. me feel a little I like him a lot. bad creator, about it. Creator of Twisted Metal and yeah. Calling All Cars. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for calling out the real game here, Calling All Cars. I like Calling All Cars. I love uh, Calling All Cars. Yeah. No, there's no, I'm not being sarcastic. Right, right. See, you, may, you may remember there was a new Twisted Metal, like a reboot that was released, what, 2000. 11 when yeah, that came out, 12, but it was announced in 2010 at E3. I think it was. 12. It was 2012 when yeah. it came out. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I don't remember the exact E3. But right leading up to E3, there are rumors, right? And yeah. people asked him about it, and he just openly denied. What was his quote? Uh, he his someone quote a fan was, asked him on Twitter, uh, you know, hey, are you working on Twisted Metal? He said, no, I'm not making Twisted Metal, and I'm not going to be at E3. He says, right. just, he says flat out, we are not making that game. And then on the E3 stage, you came out in an ice cream truck. Yeah, I was there. I was at yeah, that. Conference. I was there too. We should have um, talked. Uh, we didn't know each other yeah, yet. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy. Oh, um, 
I caught, this is the one that a lot of people took issue with in the comments, and Jaffe himself took issue with, saying that it wasn't on the level of the other ones. Like, someone denying that they're making a game isn't the same as, as the rest of them, because people deny they're making games all the time. Right. Um, my argument is most people, most people just keep their mouth shut. Right, like, like we have we, nothing to announce at this time, something like that, but he flat out said, we are not making this game. Right, and that's what got under my skin a little bit was, uh, and because he wasn't even talking to the press. A lot of people are like, oh, since he didn't want to play into IGN's sort of press plans that now you're just like thumbing it back at him. And I'm like, well, it wasn't a member of the press, it was just a random fan. Um, and it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And I can separate, I got a lot of tweets from people saying, man, you and Jaffe have some bad blood between the two of you. I'm like, that's totally not true. Like. I'm the type of person that'd be like, I didn't like this thing you did. I still like your games and I still like you. And yeah. he said the same thing to me. He's like, hey, well, I disagree with you about this and this and this, but I still don't think you're a bad guy. So Sure, it was, you're talking about yeah. one yeah. issue here, and that's why yeah. I thought it was awesome to see you both come to a conclusion. The problem with Twitter, again, is it's 140 characters. Anytime you disagree, it looks like you're arguing with somebody when you're really just like, eh. I do. I think most game developers, like, we don't know, like, I don't know what Rockstar San Diego is working on. I don't know what Sodi Santa Monica are working on. But they're not telling people, we're not making this game. They're just keeping their heads down and working on what they're working on. Like, you don't need to have a denial... Like, you don't need to have a lie come out of your mouth to, in order for, to keep a surprise or keep something a secret, in my opinion. I, I thought it was interesting, in, you know, when Jaffe was talking to you on Twitter, he was talking about the fact of, yeah, I lied, and I'd do it again. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> I, like I, I respect that, like, totally. And just like, he, he, is a, he is a developer that tries to answer so many fans that yeah. his argument was, right? Like, if he didn't answer that one fan, it would have looked weird to that guy. Maybe that does turn into a news story. And it's like, there's something to be said for that. When we did Beyond 300, and people were asking Shuhei if he'd come in for Beyond 300, we wanted to keep that a surprise. Sure. So she was just like, I am in London. <laughs> he was just super, super obtuse about it, and like, not so much as saying I'm not going, but being very like... It is a very fine line. Yeah. Um, there, is a, there is an art to stonewalling people. And, uh, and you know, we get that all the time whenever we ask a developer, hey, what are you working on? They're like, we don't yeah, comment on yeah, rumor and speculation. Yeah, it's like, I've, I've, we're working on something, can't say what it is, can't say when we'll announce it, sorry. We, uh, his, his point was that he considers himself an entertainer, he wants to delight yeah. his yeah. fans, and by sending that tweet that you know, IGN and other news outlets picked up, then him coming, you know, riding out on the ice cream truck and stuff was more delightful well, and surprising to the right, fans. Yeah, it wasn't on anybody's E3 prediction list because it had been debunked, sure. so we thought. I do think, again, this whole article is about taking the quote and then matching it against right. reality, and it was funny to butt the two up against each other. And again, I think it's, it's funny in the fact that the article was supposed to be funny, right? Like, this isn't like, yeah. aha, you <laughs> bastards! Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was funny seeing the two IGN articles from 2011, um... That were six weeks apart. You know, no Twisted Metal in development. Twisted Metal announced. Like. <laughs> the last one here is Resident Evil 4, originally announced as a GameCube exclusive. Uh, director Shinji Mikami said at the time, if Resident Evil 4 hit any platforms other than GameCube, he would cut off his own head. And in 2014, he did. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many heads does he have? He's got to cut a few off. It was ported to PlayStation 2 less than a year later. Yeah. It's... It, you know, it's, it just just it, came out on PC. Yeah, it's on PC. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he did end up uh, cutting his know, own head off. Well, he had bad blood with the company. Like I'm sure it wasn't his decision. Yeah, to he probably didn't like. want it. But yeah. Also, it's there's some belief that that was actually a mistranslation. Uh, yeah, I mean that's all. Cut off your. Head. <laughs> <laughs> He's now out of this like serial killer age. <laughs> what year did that game come out? Two thousand two. No. No one? way. Really? I would have said uh, oh five. I remember playing it on PS2 in my first anyway, apartment after college. I want to say 04, but let's just let's go ahead. That's probably okay. right. Well, I mean, the point is, that, yeah, you might be right, 2004. It was almost a decade ago, and it was translated from Japanese, and some people think he was probably being, you know, a little... He's obviously not really going to cut off his head, and it's like he's just really he emphasizing... <laughs> he's just really emphasizing the fact that this is not going to come to other yeah, platforms. Yeah. What, what's the Japanese way to misuse the word literally? <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> I'm, sure there's a... I'm gonna literally cut off my own head. Yep. But I mean that figuratively. <laughs> anyway, that is IGN's number one article of the week. Congratulations, Good Justin. Job, Justin. You get a Christmas ham. Doing- I feel I like that article a lot. I feel I try not to write negative stuff on IGN. I want to be like a celebration of games. So it makes me feel a little bit weird that I'm poking at these companies that were mostly doing changes to improve their game. But I hope people appreciate that it was just kind of in fun and funny to laugh at their older quotes. Yeah, and again, I, I think it's a, a positive thing because it's highlighting these companies are, are willing to look at what people actually want and do sure. that. Even, even though they have said, we don't want to do that, okay, you guys want it, we'll, we'll give it to you. Just never say never. Right. All right, moving on. Mm. Nope. What? You said, mm. I don't know, you just got real. It was very serious. Well, is, this... Everything, is this a serious story? No, it's not really that okay, serious. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, this week, Microsoft acquired the rights to Giz War. From Epic. That's Jurassic Park. That's yeah. like, it's an epic song, though, so when something epic happens. Uh. Um, development duties are now handed over to Black Tusk, so at least now we know what they're working on. So who the heck is Black Tusk? They were a fairly new studio who hasn't yeah. made a game yet, right? Yeah. And yep. uh, they were tasked with creating the next Halo for Microsoft. Well, not literally the next Halo, but the, the next, next Halo game, the next, but the next like, like series, franchise, the next right. big franchise for Microsoft. Right. They had a teaser trailer at E3 2013 yep. for their new project. Which, oh, which it showed some guys scaling down a building in, in black suits and breaking in through a window, and that was about it. Yeah. I don't think it had, it had a title, even an official title. Right. I mean, it was one no sort of leaked title. out since then. Yeah, the, guys no, scaling down the building in a black yeah, suit. Yeah, there, there was no there was no title. It was Working it was title. just Working like title. yeah, we, we just called it Black Tusk Game in all of our notes. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no there was nothing really on it. Some more details have come out about that since that it was going to be in Shanghai and yada yada, but we didn't know that at the time. So this keeps the Gears of War franchise exclusive to Microsoft. Yeah, well, it yeah, it doesn't. Does, it cha- nothing has changed in that regard. Yeah. Well, like, what's uh, changed is that they own it now, just like Halo. Well, yeah, right? and, and the, the the developer. I mean, they, they always owned Halo. Well, not always. They owned it as soon as they bought Bungie. Um, but like when Bungie left Microsoft, it was like Halo stayed with Microsoft. Sure. So it, it's changing developers from from Epic, and to be fair, it kind of already did. It changed uh, with Judgment. That was developed by, uh, well, formerly People Can Fly, now Epic, Poland, or wherever. Uh Um, But it was a different development team that made it. Now it's going to change development teams again to Black Dusk. Mm -hmm. So so that that will change, but it's still going to be exclusive to to Microsoft, just like it always has been. They also got Rod Ferguson, former director of production. Yeah, that's almost crazier. So Rod's had... Quite the year, I guess, actually, uh, at Epic. Left Epic to go to 2K and was not there very long. I don't yeah. have the exact timeline, but he was only there a few months and then left to now rejoin, not Epic, but rejoin... Uh, Gears of War. Yeah, rejoin Gears of War at a new studio. Mm. So at least we'll no, have... And they didn't get Cliffy B. Right. Well, he's out. He's, yeah, he's, he's out. He's Were they trying? Well, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, just so people are clear that... Uh, Cliff's got like a gold-plated boat. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, he, he put up a blog post saying, I'm not working on it, I'm not consulting on it. Yeah. Uh, I think these guys are great. Let's see what they do. No, I don't think they tried to get him. I'm just letting gotcha. folks know. I'm sure they asked. <laughs> hey. hey, you want to come back? Yeah. Make games? Nope. I totally ask. happy. <laughs> he, he invented some new type of floating gold that can somehow <laughs> go on his golden boat. What's going on with Epic? There's been some talk that may, they might even just be getting out of development entirely. I mean, it's hard to do when you got Fortnite burning. Because yeah. that game is just like all assets in, I'm sure. And it, it's, it's, That game looks cool. I don't know. It's too bad that... That one teaser trailer we got. Come yeah. Out, I, don't yeah, know. I thought it looked cool, too. I, they're, they're becoming more and more a technology company as they yeah. go. But I mean, they still have, they still have the People Can Fly team. Yeah. So they've got, they've got to be working on something, right? So they, they've, got to, they've got to have... You know, they would lay all these people off if they were no longer making games. They've got, they've got their big technology 
wing. But there's obviously something, you know, over 2013, or it might have even started in 2012, there's a, there must have been a big, big shakeup there. All their senior creative people left. Yep. Um, but they left on good terms. They just say, you know, we're kind of done doing this now. We're going to go yep. do other stuff. And so what seems likely to me is that they're like, hey, Unreal Engine is what makes all of our money. Let's really focus on this engine and become, yeah. you know, that's, that's the company we want to be. We don't want to be in the business of AAA game development, would be my guess. That's all speculation mm -hmm. just based on, you know, why would all their creative folks leave otherwise? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, they, still, they still obviously have teams there, so I don't, I don't think they're done. I think, I think they, probably, they probably did have a big change of direction and, you know, maybe the, the old guard wanted to move on. But I, I think uh, that I don't, I don't think we've seen the last Epic game. I'm just noticing the Gears of War logo just fits right in with the GameScoop set back there. It's very. <laughs> it's hard to believe that we didn't get it when we bid on the the property Gears yeah. of War. But <laughs> we were beat yeah. out by Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, we were close number two. I heard. I I, I, I like the the topic you were you were you were throwing around about Nintendo possibly buying it. That that seems, seems that was like a weird. Uh, this comes from a, that would have been awesome. This comes from a listener. Do I have the email here still? Um, one of our listeners wrote in asking uh, if we thought Nintendo should have bought. Uh, Gears of War, <laughs> the franchise. That would have been crazy. It would have been real weird. Yeah. I, I think that would have been a poor fit myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Th so now Black Tusk will be making the next Gears of War game, which I just want to put this out there. If it's called Gears of War Four, I just mocked up, made a mock up of a little. This is logo your new here. thing, huh? This is your new Where thing. Is making use, logos and stuff. Yeah. This is a free one from Microsoft. If you want to go ahead and use this one? Can we just use Four Gears Four of War. I feel like I missed my calling. <laughs> I should just be come up with cheesy corporate yeah. puns. Terrible pun yeah. game headlines. Yeah. You gotta stop giving these away for free. Damon, if you're good at something, never give it away for free. Yeah. <laughs> no. Joker. Uh, <laughs> so the Joker said. <laughs> Have we covered all this or just do you wanna you wanna anything else we wanna mention on we this? We didn't talk about the Mad World trailer, remember that when they did All around me, I've been running. Oh, the Gears of War trailer. I thought you meant the game Mad World that came oh. out for the Wii. Oh, I remember that thing. Jeez, yeah. remember that? This is gonna be the oh, Buck Boson, everybody, and this is gonna be the best <laughs> game ever. Fuck you, Boson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love you, Boson. <laughs> I do wonder how the folks at Black, Black Tusk feel about working on Gears. Like, on the one hand, this new team came together to make a brand new thing. Yeah. Like, they were on this whole creative new project. Now they're handed this kind of old franchise. So on the one oh. hand, it's a little disappointing. But the flip side is Gears is one of the absolute biggest properties in games. Yeah. And so that also could be really exciting. So yeah, it's, it's like if you're not going to get to work on your own thing, sure. get, getting like something that is virtually a guaranteed yeah. success is... It'd be interesting really to be a fly on the wall of that studio and know like whether they're excited or bummed that they have to you know, put their own creative sort of juices on hold a little bit for their project. I mean, maybe they, maybe they uh, aspire to the bungee route. It's like, do really well with this franchise, and then you get to go off and do your own thing. They can alternate. Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, I love Gears. It's one of those things where, like, I played it. I didn't actually play Judgment. I played 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Absolutely loved them. But I kind of felt like I had my fill. Like, I hope they mix up the formula and really make it feel different. Well, they've they've got to do something new for, for Xbox One. Like, they've, they've got so much to, to play with. If they're, if they're developing something exclusively for Xbox One, there's, there's going to be some kind of change up. I, I, I wholeheartedly, <laughs> I, I believe that. I, I don't have anything to back that up. It didn't seem like Judgment made much of a splash. I mean, I think it got... Mitch I, loved it. I think it sold well and got good reviews, but just doesn't... I don't hear people talking about it. Yeah, you like never hear Remembering it fondly, you know. Right. We will follow Black Tusk very closely and whatever they're working on with Gears of War. Uh, now, there's a console called the PlayStation 4. Mm. Heard of it. Oh. 
Does it have news trophies? to me. <laughs> Tell me more. There's a new rumor going around that it could be getting, it's the fourth PlayStation. There's been four of them so oh. far. I have to fact check this. It doesn't have backwards compatibility though. Right. Uh, but there's a rumor going around that it could be getting PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 game emulation mm. built into the console with an update. Now, the, earlier this month they announced uh, PlayStation Now. Right. Which is the Gaikai streaming service, right? Cloud-based streaming yeah. service, yeah. Stream PlayStation 3 games, maybe older games than that. When they came out in that 4. February event to announce the PlayStation 4 and they talked about the power of Gaikai, they were broad about it, but they made it sound like any PlayStation, they said anything from the PlayStation library one day could be played this way. Then when they actually announced PlayStation Now, they came out and said the very vague classic PlayStation titles and then showed Last of Us and a couple other PS3 games, Beyond Two Souls and stuff. Mm. So we are in this weird thing of like, it's a rumor right now, right? This emulation business. And do we really need it if PlayStation Now could do all of this? I don't understand. Would you well, rather stream... A PlayStation 1 game or just, you know, emulate it natively? Well, last time I checked, it's 2014, so I don't give a crap about the old games. <laughs> but if, if, I, if, I was now, pl- if I was PlayStation, I'd want to launch PlayStation now with as many awesome games as possible. So you say... But it's interesting that you say that because this is actually the number two article on IGN for this week. I know, we got a so bunch, it just, of, it just bunch of nerds. Like, we got well, a bunch it of nerds seems like people are interested site. in playing retro games on their PS4. Uh, now, I think we could drop something there, Damon. I think drop it. People are interested in playing... Games on their PlayStation. <laughs> 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 I don't, you know what I mean. Which is why I'm uh, excited to hear that Outlast is coming next month. I know for yeah. free in PlayStation yeah. Plus. Yeah. I'll play that for sure. But, but with with uh, you know using Gaikai technology, they could literally stream anything to your PS4, any, any game. Like they Nintendo did. Award. That's the barometer. Yeah. As far as you can get from each other. They, they could stream like well, if they had the rights to it, they could stream a Nintendo game to your PS4 if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So like it, it doesn't matter what system it came out on as. As long as they just have the rights to, to do it, right? It's like but the question is latency, right? right. That, that's, so that's the experience level is, is where where you want to go emulation instead of uh, instead of streaming. So it's possible they could do something like PlayStation Now for you know like I bought and replayed Grandia on my PS3, so like an RPG like that where like the mm-hmm. latency isn't such a big deal. Suikoden I bought on PSN as well. Um, I, I would also be or, very yeah. I would be very interested to know if if the emulation they have planned, if they actually do have it planned. Uh, would allow you to put a PS1 or PS2 disc into your PS4 and play it off of there. Oh, uh, like almost certainly yeah, not. Right. Yeah, I, would, that's, I think you're going to buy it from the store. I, yeah, that, that's, that's, that would be another, another big factor, whether I would be interested in doing that as opposed to streaming it. I don't think, is that even possible? Because like, that would that'd mean the hardware would have to already be in place. Like, not necessarily. Oh, I mean, like the hardware to actually read the disc? I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how that works. Do you, Greg, do you know if... The, if a, I mean, you're looking at what, it was a CD for PS1 and then a DVD for but They weren't regular through. CDs, right? Like, right. Like, I mean, they, they, they weren't were, like your audio disc or anything. They were handled a little bit differently, but I, I, I would be CD surprised was. if Sony... I mean, like, especially if, if we're hearing about this now, like, that they didn't have that planned ahead of time and, and right. that they could, they could make that hardware work. The for emulation... Me, sorry, go ahead. For me, it just seems like a weird thing to do. Well, do you have a service that is built around streaming older games? Why wouldn't you do that? Like, you know, because I mean? like, streaming doesn't doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work reliably. Sure, so. but you want people to buy it, and you want people to get in on that floor. You know what you, I mean? Like, it's two competing services. I was going to say the exact same thing as you. That this announcement struck me as strange because they just announced and pushed PlayStation Now. Right. And so, it it undermines PlayStation Now. It does, and it doesn't. I mean, I, I think. It does. I mean, this isn't like, <laughs> this isn't a big announcement from Sony. This is right. a rumor that we're hearing. Yeah. So, like, they could be maybe they're like disappointed that this is getting out there now. Uh, I think even when they roll out PlayStation Now, it won't be it won't be great for everybody everywhere, right? Yeah. So, if they still want to be able to sell stuff to, to people who want that you know sense of ownership for a game, 
or you know, if, if they want, uh, if, if they do have a problem uh, with, with latency on, on their streaming. Like for, for slow-paced games, streaming is great. For fast-paced games, not, not so much. Maybe it'll be, now this is crazy. Cray-cray. This is cray-cray. Maybe these two are going to be this part of the same service. Could be. So, look, if you're on a poor connection or for certain more Twitch-based games, um, you know, they'll let you download and emulate the game. But if that's not a problem for you at all and bandwidth isn't a problem, then you can just stream the game on the fly. Well, what these reports are also saying is that uh, the emulation has the added bonus of enhanced visuals. So it won't have the blurry upscaling that we saw mm. when you played a PS1 game on your PS3. Okay, so in, in that case, they would almost certainly require you to rebuy it. Right. Which takes some, some of the excitement out of it. I mean, you know, c- coming from, from PC gaming, one of the things I love about that is, like, I can play anything that's been made. In the, like, even going yeah. back to DOS days, I can, I can fire yeah. up DOSBox and play that. I, uh, I totally agree. That's part of the reason why I have... I'll buy games on Steam that I don't have plans to play just because... I feel like that feels more forever than yep. buying a game on a console that you have to rebuy every time. This game. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's you know it's it's more it's more yours than if if you were renting it from a streaming service. Sure. Because you would have to if you don't pay your subscription to that you lose it. Whereas on Steam it's yours until Valve explodes. Right. Which is soon. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, if we can confirm these rumors, uh, PS1, PS2 game emulation coming to PS4, we'll let you know right here at IGN Gamescoop. Now, an Xbox One rumor. Uh, we're hearing that a new patch could improve the graphical performance of the Xbox One. The graphics! By <laughs> redistributing uh, resources that are reserved for Connect, freeing those up uh, for the graphical performance. So I, I guess the, the idea was that they're, they're Microsoft mandates that, you, that developers must maintain a uh, 10% reserve for yeah, Connect Yeah, 10% functions. is reserved for the Connect. Right. Yeah, the GPU. Right, so so it's it's like eight percent of that is for uh, video functionality, yes. so it can recognize what what you're moving around, uh, and two percent is for voice command recognition. Yes, uh, and I guess what they're talking about doing is removing the uh, video requirement. So yeah, like for, freeing that up so that you can use it for a graphics process, or gi- giving them the option to sure. use it. So so if if uh, if your game does not use motion sensing, then you don't have to you don't have to maintain that reserve. Uh, which you know that that could help make up some ground against the sure. the, the pretty clear uh, advantages the PS4 seems to have in, in graphics hardware, but probably not all of it because eight percent of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well no. Getting sure, sure, closer to the goal. Right. That's all how matters. math works, right? Yeah. Can we just talk about how pretty Tomb Raider is? I was going to say. <laughs> well, I also just want to point out these comparison videos that we put together are, are awesome. I think Dustin does those. They look amazing. I, no, I think I think Mike Horn. Horn. Yeah. 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 It still looks awesome. Dustin sucks. He can never do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's just the worst. Yeah. But yeah, because the PS4 is just inherently the hardware is, is better. Like they have the faster RAM is the is the bigger the big uh, determination there. The well, big, and there's more T-flops the in the graphical processor right. and all that stuff. Right. So it does have it does have a, a pretty you know it's it's not a huge advantage, but it's enough to make the difference here. Um, and like that, so you're never going to close that gap until people get really good at optimizing, and they're probably going to get good at optimizing both at the same time. So who knows if the Xbox will ever catch up. Um, but it, this will make it a little bit less of a gap. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole deal. Like, when, when these two consoles came out, uh, there were all kinds of stories. Mainly Call of Duty was the big one, where that game was running at a lower resolution on the Xbox One, and that's a story we've been hearing over and over again. The Xbox One's not as powerful, not as powerful, not as powerful. But, like, the only thing that really determines how true that is is just time. Like, more time goes on, and developers learn to optimize, and you find out, man, there really is a big gap there. Or developers figure out, you know, how to use the Xbox One hardware, and that gap starts to close. And like now, we're seeing on games like Tomb Raider, 
looking to run better on the PS4, and uh, more games that come out, it is becoming clearer and clearer that there is an actual significant gap between the power level of these two consoles. And so 8% boost in GPU power, like that's nothing to sneeze at. Although it does mean that if a game uses a Kinect fully, it'll have to add that GPU power back in, right? And it, so then yeah, it won't, be, it won't be able to... to so Kinect games can never look quite as good as non-Kinect games. I don't know about... It depends on, depends on how, what you think looks good. Right, a lot of a lot of that is going to be visual style, and you can you can do a lot. Like maybe a game that, that strives to be photorealistic isn't going to be isn't going to be able to be as good looking on the Xbox One as the PS4. So if they ever do sell a connectless Xbox One, it sounded dirty. I know. <laughs> Why connectless Xbox One? I don't know. It did. Can't explain it. Thanks, Dave. One of the mysteries. I just wonder what that would mean. Um, Greg, how are you splitting your time between your PS4 and Xbox One these days? Uh, I turn on my Xbox One every day to watch TV and watch movies, and then when I want to play games, I say Xbox off, and then turn my TV back on and turn on the PlayStation 4. I, I had a similar experience where I, I, my Xbox One is my, my primary Netflix player these days. Right, yeah. right. Um, and then I, at one point, I, I said aloud to myself, I was like, I, I kind of feel like playing a game, Xbox turn off. And then I realized what I had said, I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, part of that, though, I was talking to a friend yesterday at lunch, and it was, right, I've just, I've been coming off this DC Universe Online binge, and I'm ready to move on to something else now, and so now I'm finally ready to really commit time to Dead Rising and really commit time to that power golf game I like so much. But like, oh, yeah. those are games that I, I Peggle Two. Have you played all that? I played a lot of Peggle Two, and it, but that's I, I like Peggle Two as a distraction. So it's more like if I want to watch something, probably like watch something and then have it up in the corner of the little, little TV and then be playing down there. But like, I think I'm ready for another giant open world game that'll be Dead Rising. Dead so Rising are, is good fun. These are games I bought at launch and then just got distracted by Assassin's Creed and this, that, and the other, and now you, I'm ready to come. Do you back. have a co-op buddy? No. You need a co-op buddy for right, that I'm game. Sure it's, it's everybody so hit me much up on fun. Twitter. Game over Greggy. Let me know if you want to play Dead Rising co-op. So much more fun in co-op. Okay. It's just even even dumber fun than, than normal. Well, these, you know, the, the more games that come out where the Xbox One version seems to be graphically inferior, like it just, it's not good for Microsoft, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty uh, indisputable, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the reverse was true. The reason I'm cautious, like, every indication is that the PS4 is more powerful. But last generation, for years, PS3 right. games ran worse than Xbox 360 games because people developed for the 360 first and then would, you know, port over to the PS3. And so that's why, like, I agree. Like, it sounds like the PS4 is more powerful, but I am a little bit more cautious than it sounds yeah. like most people on the Internet are. Yes, it's it's also who knows what things will look like in two or three years. It's also kind of a consideration that yes, when when we put these these side by side videos up, where you can see exactly what they look like mm-hmm. uh, on on the on both systems, it's like oh yeah, the PS4 looks better. But if you just walk into you know, to a room while somebody's playing Tomb Raider on the Xbox One, mm-hmm. it looks pretty good. Right. Even like from like last gen to this gen, like right. I saw uh, to, uh, Assassin's Creed Four on the 360, I'm like, man, this game looks great. Mm-hmm. And I saw it on the PS4, and I'm like, this game looks great. And yeah. like. I couldn't pinpoint the things after seeing them, but then when you put them next to each other, right, it's yeah. really noticeable. Right, you I, talk I, about, like, yeah. I'm sorry, what I've been playing games-wise and how it's broken down, right? Like, I guess, theori- it's either I turn off the Xbox and turn on PS4 for DC, or I turn on the PS3 and play Minecraft. Like, there's so much more about it than graphics, right? And, like, I'm not worried about it at all. Like, oh my god, you're telling me that Titanfall might have looked better if it was on? Well, it's not on the PlayStation 4, so why do I even care? I want to play Titanfall. You know? I, I can't wait for the side-by-side Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do one of those yeah, just, we for, should. just for laughs. All right, a follow-up from a conversation we had last week about Elder Scrolls Online. We talked a lot about how, what, what does it matter? I was right, I called it, that's what. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were, you were right about it. Um, we talked a lot about the subscription fee, how we think it's 
a little strange that they're going with the subscription model in the year 2014. Because uh, now to play multiplayer games on, on PlayStation 4, you have to subscribe to PS Plus. So we wondered if that was going to be required for... Greg Miller didn't wonder. Greg Miller knew. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> we found out since then that it's confirmed you do not need to subscribe to PS Plus. To play Elder Scrolls Online on your PS4, you just need to pay $60 and then $15 a month. Right. But they also confirmed that you do have to subscribe to Xbox Live Gold on the Xbox One. So it's just like it's, it's another thing that yeah, like, people are going to complain about right. with the Xbox One. But I mean, it, it is, but also, like Justin was saying earlier, it's like that's not, that's not a real world problem. Because how many, yeah. how many people don't have, uh, have an Xbox One and don't have gold? Or even if you do, how many people want to I play think, Elder Scrolls Online and don't have Xbox One? That's, like, yeah, I think that's like, very few. The Venn diagram starts breaking down. It does, yeah. I mean, Damon's completely right that, uh, you know, people love to pounce on any, the tiniest little uh, tidbit of bad Z-O-M-G Xbox One Z-O-M-G PlayStation 4 wins generation. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you're using the Sam Claiborne. Uh, <laughs> that's not the Sam Claiborne yeah. thing. That, the commentary voice goes back. Long before Sam Claiborne. I mainly hear it from Sam these days. Yes. Well, maybe like Sam has some open your ears and listen. Why is IGN so biased? Yeah. Sam That's is the, the keeper of the voice. voice. <laughs> uh, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, just that uh, people will hop on any piece of bad Xbox One news, and this is just yet another, yeah. you know, little thing that doesn't make them look good. But it's, it's just not a not a practical concern. I, I, I would I would actually really like to know, and I'm sure Microsoft will never tell me, but I would really like to know how many people own an Xbox One and do not subscribe to Live. We used to get stats on how many Xbox 360s had never been connected to the right. internet. And, and I was shocked yeah. how many. Do they still have the original UI? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. The blades? So they, they, yeah, they sell well, they, they would have They would have the UI that, that was on the box when they bought it, which is, you know, who knows when they bought it. But. They would have a UI that's not filled with ads. Right. But, <laughs> but, the, but uh, with Xbox One, you have to plug it in at least yeah. once, so... Um, but that, to yeah, be fair, that's to side. download the DRM removing patch. It is, yes. Um, yeah, I think that game looks great. By the way, I can't wait. Elder Scrolls uh, Online. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm just not that enthused about it. I don't know. It's, I, just, I mean, it's more. It's Skyrim with friends. Like I'm totally it's, into it. It's not though. Yeah, but that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of not. It's an MMO. Like so, my thing about Elder Scrolls Online is the hype level is so low. Like people are really down on that game. But yeah. I think that's because they're comparing it to Morrowind and Skyrim and uh, Oblivion, but they should be comparing it to other MMOs. But, like, uh, but it's kind of a contradictory thing, right? Because, because they're, they're making a Skyrim or an, an Elder Scrolls MMO because they want to get the Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls fans to subscribe to it, not, not because they want WoW fans to subscribe to it. I mean, I mean they, they want both. But I've, I've had it described as a generic MMO set in the Elder Scrolls that happens to be set you know, in Tamriel. Right. And I'm like, I, I don't know, I'm in the mood for a new MMO. And I think this one looks like a fun, polished one. Like, it just, it just didn't. That didn't work for Star Wars. Like I, I think, I think this has has. But it works an, for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but I, I, it's going to depend a lot on on the mechanics and just the yeah. the buzz coming off the mechanics from the MMO pros is not good yet. Um, I, I don't, I don't it, know. There, there is time for them to turn around, and I'm actually, I like, I do think they do have an advantage over over the older public in that. Uh, the end game uh, seems much more thought out. Who knows if it'll actually sure. be good, but it's much more yeah. thought out. Most of the complaints that I'm hearing are from people like, oh, you're used to being the world's most powerful badass, and this world is your sandbox, and now you have a hundred other dudes all right. bunny hopping around you and killing the dudes you're trying to kill. And I'm like, that's, that's not a complaint of this. That's just a complaint of expecting it to be Skyrim. Like, right. this is a massively multiplayer game. Right. That's the, I don't like this genre, not I don't right. like this game. And so mechanically, yeah, I mean, I agree. But even that, the, every single time they release a new beta, it sounds like, you know, a lot of the problems people are having are improved. Um, I guess, for me personally, I'm in the mood for a new huge MMO. I'm in the mood for a console MMO for some reason, and yeah. so I feel like this is going to be my game. Uh, my, my general view on it at this point is 
Um, maybe I'll wait like six months and let them iron out all the all the launch problems and, go free and to play. Yeah, let it go free to play. <laughs> and probably go free to play. But like, I, I give it less than a year before it goes free to play. I was going to ask, like, Star Wars, arguably the biggest license in the world, had to go free to play le- in less than a year. Yep. I hope. Yeah, but the Star Wars free to play model is trashy. It really is. It's bad. Like, I hope Elder Scrolls Online. Like, I'd happily pay fifteen dollars a month to not have to think about spending money when I'm playing the game. Like. Oh, I only get two auction slots. Oh, half my bags are locked, and I have to pay three dollars to open my bags. And I, 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 I don't know. I don't like that stuff. I read some numbers today. Ninety-three percent of all uh, mobile game revenues are now from free-to-play games. Yeah. That means, like, for paid games that you like buy once and then you own the game, that's only seven percent of the market now. Yeah. Damn. It's crazy. It's, over. it's coming to consoles too. Yeah. It's crazy. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Or so. the fans? Does it work if I say, let's check in with the fans? Hey, fans. Well, they're watching, not you don't just like listening. It? That's what I'm saying. Check That's like, viewers. But they, they listen to it still, right? So yeah, but like, yeah, this is, comes back in the day when we, it was just an audio right. podcast. Like, what, do, what do we say now that encompasses everybody? Viewers. Y'all. But that's not everybody, I guess. Right? That's what I'm I saying. I think you should stick with it. Let's check in with y'all. Just keep saying listeners. Yeah. Just because it's a Everybody, thing. we've decided well, it's listeners. We understand you might be watching this at home. <laughs> but Multi-sensory perceivers. Listeners still works because it's impossible to enjoy GameScoop without listening. Whether you're watching it or not, you're, you're all also... These sexy faces and bodies? Very you can turn, Mute it right now and tell me you don't enjoy this. <laughs> no audio needed. <laughs> I think you're right, though, Greg. I think we should just keep saying listeners. Listeners, so, done. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Jacob Brown did. Jacob Brown? Says, dear Gamescoop, I'm a fan of horror games, but it seems like the best horror games are always on PC. Is that true, Dan? There's some damn good horror games on the PC. Which I don't have access to. Are there any horror games to look out for coming to PlayStation 4? Outlast. Outlast is going to be free next month in February. What's, sorry, go ahead. There are a few other ones. Yeah. Uh, Are you on the same wavelength as me? We've played it together at PAX's. Dying Light. Dying Light, I look Now that's good. like, I don't know if he's looking for survival horror, but Dying Light falls into the horror genre. It's, a zombie. Zombies, yeah. it's a zombie game. It's similar to Dead Island. Yeah, it's, it's Dead Island mixed with uh, Mirror's Edge. Edge. One? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The free running one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was fun. We had yeah. fun. And there's a whole Dan, uh, Dan Knight mechanic where yeah, they get the really zombies are more dangerous at night. So that one looks pretty cool. There's a plane mechanic in the trailer. It's also, <laughs> also coming this year is Evil Within. Right. Which is the new... Bethesda. Yeah. Uh, that game looks pretty messed up. I don't know much about that one. What's that? Which one's that one? That's not... You're, like a, you're a, a cop in, uh, investigating a... I think it's an abandoned like insane asylum. Is that what it is? And there's some messed up stuff in it. Oh, really? Okay. That one's the Shinji Mikami game. Yeah. Right? So apparently he didn't cut off his own head. <laughs> still yeah. living, still making uh, games. I'm going to make <laughs> games. <laughs> I would rather not... Um, yeah, this game's coming out this year. I don't know if I've seen if it. you haven't, we did finally get a gameplay trailer, but go back and watch the live action trailer too because it's bananas. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. yeah, it's just really gross and crazy. And then just recently announced is uh, Alien Isolation. Uh, yes, which um, you know coming to several platforms. Is that coming this year? I believe so. I could be wrong about that. That one's supposed to be taking this, the Alien franchise. Into no, actually, more, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's coming this year. It's late this year. It's supposed to be taking into like more September. of a survival horror. Yes. Uh, it's, it's based on Alien, not Aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's much more a, a horror movie. I, I guess the, the old the old saying is that that Alien and Aliens are two different genres. Yep. Like Alien is a horror sure. movie. Aliens is a war movie. Action movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would sure. totally agree with that. And then the other Alien movies are just dumb. <laughs> just, just don't even bother. Uh, 
I was surprised that people were excited about this, just because Aliens Colonial Marines was such a debacle last year. Like, so soon after that, people were ready to be excited for another Alien game. It's they just, got teased is, with what, yeah. uh, what a great Aliens game could be. <laughs> it's also that this is, this is in no way associated with that one. It's like, this one, this one is, is by an entirely different developer. It's, just, it's, it's in a different genre. It's not... It's not Right, Close but I, I understand all that. We understand that. If you're watching Gameskeeper, you probably understand that. But there are people who think oh, every yeah. Call of Duty is made by the same people. So this is literally being sold in the same vein the last one was sold in, right? Of like, it's a continuation of this series, and this is blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Right, true. So, there's four horror games coming to PlayStation 4. That... I will play none of them. Why? Really? You're going to play like... OS? It's free! I don't like spookies. <laughs> you get scared? Yeah. I know you remember saying you don't like to see horror movies. No, I you don't. You saw The Conjuring and you thought that was scary. I didn't think The Conjuring was scary. Oh my There's god. There's some jump moments. I, I was, when the lady jumped off the armoire onto the girl, I liked the... When I was watching The Conjuring, I was like, oh, the entire time, freaking out. They did the clapping behind her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Goodness gracious, Dave. No, it's not for me. <laughs> My, Jamie likes the scary movies, and I won't watch them with her. Yeah, I will probably play all four of these games. I might play Outlast. Seems like the caveat is that that seems like it might be a fun game to stream. Yeah, and so on PS Plus, I might download it free and stream me crying like a little baby to people. <laughs> uh, all right, before we go this week, should we read the first and only existing? English review of Super Mario Brothers. Yes, this is something that uh, cropped up on, I think, Kotaku first today. Uh, and oh, it came out of the Area 5 documentary. What is this? I don't know what this is. So, Area 5. Outerland. Yes, I know Outerland. Sorry, yeah. I know Area 5. I don't understand what we're talking about. They had found this, uh, this collector who had the, the first review of Super Mario Brothers. It comes from a magazine called Computer Entertainer slash Video Game Update. I don't know oh. why the magazine needs two titles. <laughs> I still subscribe to it. And so it was the, <laughs> this is the... Only English review of the oh, original from 1986. Wow, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't it wasn't a thing yet, right? Sure. Like, sure. Um, so yeah, it's actually like printed out here. We have the. Review. It's hard to believe it's been <laughs> ten years since plumbing <laughs> came to be. It's pretty interesting. I like so it's Super Mario Brothers, and then the rating doesn't make any sense to it's me. It's three and a half out of four stars. These, are, but they're diamonds. It's like oh. three and a half diamonds out of four diamonds. Oh, sure. It's it's kind There's of, a lot of really funny stuff about this yeah. review. Um, so I'll read the review here, if you'll allow me. C- Computer Entertainer slash Video Game Update Magazine. Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System features the familiar Mario character. I think that's interesting that they well, think he's familiar. Yeah, he's, it's, there was Mario Brothers before there was Super Mario Yeah, but he was he yeah, like a household name? Donkey Kong! Like, yeah. <laughs> Even in John Kong, he was called Jumpman. He was Jumpman. Yeah. He's the familiar Mario character. In a whole new adventure so loaded with surprises and discoveries that it could take months to experience them all. In this game, Mario attempts to rescue Princess Toadstool, daughter of the Mushroom King, from imprisonment at the hands of the Koopa, a tribe of turtles famous for their black magic. <laughs> <laughs> we looked it up, and that's from the instruction manual. I, I have to imagine, like, you don't get this from the game, so what, they read the instruction manual? Yeah, he read, he read that, the he's gone. The Koopa have cast an evil spell over the Mushroom People, a spell which only Princess Toadstool can break. Mario's quest to save the princess is long and arduous. For him... <laughs> For the game player, it's sheer delight. <laughs> Likely accompanied by a worn-out finger or two. We had the feeling that we had barely touched the surface of this game after playing for hours because each trip through the same region seemed to reveal new secrets of the game. Mario walks, runs, swims, and jumps his way through various worlds of the Mushroom Kingdom, avoiding the Koopa Troopa and other nasty creatures. There are countless way- ways that he can discover mushrooms that were made invisible by the Koopa Turtles, and running into them can be a rewarding experience. <laughs> 
they think you're, the point is to discover mushrooms that have been hidden, like yeah. just well, like what the one up extra lives. Yeah, you're in your. So when you think about the very first mushroom? time you hit a question mark block and a mushroom think, popped out, oh like, the, Koopa, the Koopa hid this mushroom in here with black these magic. bastards and their black magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, such a rewarding experience to run into it. These formerly invisible mushrooms can turn him into Super Mario. Fiery Mario or Invincible Mario, Wait. at least until he bumps into a bad guy. That's again. a star, Wait, not mushrooms a mushroom. Mushrooms don't yeah. turn you into right. Fire I know. Mario. I know. <laughs> it's a fire flower that turns you into Fire Mario, and it's a star that turns you invincible, and running into a bad guy doesn't make you lose your invincibility. No, nope. I'm like, you're not invincible if you lose it when you run into a bad guy. <laughs> it's, it's like saying I'm bulletproof until somebody shoots me. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting their, their facts a little mi mixed up here. And their logic. There are coins to collect, too. A whole shower of them in one spot we found. They're good for points, and a hundred of them earns you an extra Mario. The review goes on, but that's all the scan captured. Um, I think it, I thought that was interesting. I mean, that was obviously written by a young Steve Butts, so it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what's cool is that they, uh, you know, even at the time they note the the delight that they feel at playing the game, which is how we still talk about Super Mario Brothers today. If yeah. we were talking about why it's one of the greatest games ever made, right? Yeah, but it, I mean, is, is it really a game that, that it takes months to to uh, to at really? At the time, I mean, think, yeah, no internet, no game yeah, fact, right? right, right. You don't I mean, know about like to, at the time of Mario, even scrolling was a big deal. Most games yeah. are a single screen. The first sure. time you hit like when the little tree goes up or whatever, you find like invisible blocks. Oh, around, you yeah, find yeah. some vine to climb. Yeah, but like, there's aside from like the secret uh, things, like it could find. No, it they're not a savant like you, Dan. All right, they didn't like see the code of Mario as soon as they turned up. Let me explain to you all the things wrong with this review. That is my job. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Greg. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out.
I never left the building once, but it sure beat the commute. Should be home, I wasn't sleeping anymore Got some pills from the Langley boys And I started seeing stars I thought it would be different In the Virginia underground They said I'd make a difference They said I should be proud I wish I could remember But I am not allowed You never know what hit you I'll never make a sound Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.